0: Welcome to the nativist podcast, where we tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level by cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Thank you. How is everything? How's your bathroom? (laughs) What a mess. What a fucking mess.
1: (laughs) I swear to God, like the universe has just been testing me and testing me and testing me. I'm so glad we're not doing this on video right now because, of course, my computer won't hook up to the internet. So I'm sitting on the floor with my phone to keep it charged. So I'm like in the most awkward, like, whatever. But
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. like the punches country,
1: keep we, we, coming yeah we just we working through it we just keep working good through for it. you good for you <laughs> so what brought you to Colorado you know it's funny when people ask me that because I thought I knew but then I got here and I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> I love that answer <laughs> <I> love that. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's a little bit more expansive than that, but the general premise is I kind of just, I, for whatever reason, for the past like five years, I just keep like, having this image of myself living in Colorado and doing mountain things and like huh. being a hippie out and doing mushrooms in the mountains and yeah. all of the cool fucking things, you know? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So I just had this like, you know, and I'm, I'm from New York. I'm an East coast girl. I love the beach. I'm a total beach bum. It's where I'm in my element. And for whatever reason, probably more so in the past like year or two, I was just feeling this call to the mountains. So um, this past February, I just on a whim booked a flight, spent a week in Denver and I was like, wow, like I love it here. Like I felt so good just being in nature and it's just, and it's such a different vibe and like the people were different. The air is different. And I was like, you know what? Like I want to live here.
0: Ooh. Yeah, yeah, totally felt a calling to it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so right. I came home. So this is like the last week in February of this year. I came home and I was like, that's it. I am moving to Colorado. Like, I that's my plan. Like, I just made that decision. And then about two weeks later, pandemic struck. <laughs> and, you know, the whole world closed. I yeah. lost my job. You know, all, yeah, all those things. So I kind of just like put it on the back burner and I was like, you know what, I guess now isn't the time. That's fine. So, you know, I went about my life. I got my job back. Um, you know, our, my, I, I'm a bartender also. So I, um, you know, I was back to work. Everything was great. I spent the summer at the beach and, then you know, as the summer starting to dwindle down again, I was like, I couldn't get Colorado out of my head. And it's just was in the back of my head all the time. And I would, you know, meditate and journal and it would like, just keep, it was always at the forefront. And I just woke up one day and I was like, you know what? Just do it. Yeah. <sighs> pack your shit yes. and go follow the calling. I don't know why, yes. I don't know what it is, but just go. And, um, yeah.
0: Love that so, so much. <laughs> Good <laughs> so I, for I, you. I, yeah. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Because yeah, there are always yeah. a thousand
0: reasons not to do something. And especially this kind especially, of year. Yeah. I
1: mean, I had every reason in the book not to do it. It was yeah. probably the worst time ever. You know, over the last probably five years of my life, it's just, I've really, really tapped down into my intuition in such yes. a way. And yes, um, yes, yes, yeah. And I have never feared myself wrong. Yes. You know, and even if it doesn't turn out the way I had initially anticipated, there's always something there to be learned. There is always, always a lesson. And I've just, I've learned that when I ignore my intuition, when I ignore that calling, that that just those nudges and niggles that like are in your body, like it just, they don't go away.
0: They don't and go you, away no and you it know, usually and gets more uncomfortable too because the universe is exactly. like okay so you're not gonna listen to me okay i'm gonna put it right in your face <laughs> you yep. can't deny me Yep. it just yeah. gets in your face
1: like what are you gonna do now bitch
0: yeah, what? exactly what's your move come on <laughs> exactly balls in your core baby let's do it <laughs> To try the nice way you didn't want to yep, play don't listen <laughs> So true. I yeah. have so much admiration and respect for you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh. Wow. you yeah, rule. Been,
1: Thank you so much. Really it's been, though. It's been wildly transformative. Um, it's been deeply painful. Uh, you know, I, I left the life that I loved. Yeah, There, there wasn't anything wrong with my life. I had a job that I loved. I have friends that I loved a door to the, the ends of the earth.
0: Man, man. And
1: but there was just something in me that said, it's time for you to expand. Wow. It's
0: time to grow and just do this thing. And I did. That's even more impressive because it's not like you have those external factors or like a shitty situation driving you there. It's like, no, you just felt this pull there inexplicably. Yeah. Like you just were like, I just need to go there. Like you said, it's time to expand. And you went and yeah, that's even more impressive because it's, I mean, still impressive the people who still like pull the trigger and go when they're coming from like a really bad situation, but you, you're just like, no, I had a good life. I like my life. Yeah. i like, that tra- was the
1: call. Yeah. Exactly. And like, that was like a really difficult decision for me because I'm just yeah. like, I could stay here, you know, and I can continue to live my life and be, and like, I wasn't unhappy, you know, I'm happy and I'm still happy, you know, and I, but I just felt like there are certain things that we need to do in our lives to push ourselves to get uncomfortable and to reach that next level of growth, that next level of expansion to, you know, to continue to elevate. And like, that's really been my life purpose is to just continue to, you know, unearth levels of myself and, and keep going and growing. And, you know,
0: Wow. It's been been a journey. Yeah. So you walk the talk. So it's not like you're like, Hey, everybody, this is how we should be living our lives. And we need to embrace discomfort and seek out that you're like, well, no, I'm actually doing it too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. How, how could I, because that was actually a conversation that I had
1: with myself. Like, how could I, You know, preach this, this, you know, this living a life of expansion, this great authenticity, this life of truth, and be sitting in my living room eating ice cream, like, in wondering what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and listen, we all have those moments of what the fuck am I doing? I have this every day. Yeah. You know, but like, but taking
0: aligned action helps you figure out those moments. Taking aligned action, yes, helps you figure out those moments. That's brilliant. Yes, (laughs) truly, (laughs) I'm so with you, and. Also, like, I love what you had kind of indicated before too, like you can pivot. So you take the leap and go do what you feel called to do. And things are going to get hard. Things are going to get dicey. Sure. And let's say that you pull the trigger and then decide that that wasn't what you want to be doing. You can always pivot too. And I think that is what overwhelms people and puts them off Is they are like, well, it's like a... Death sentence, you know, like my life. Like I cannot make this big decision because then I'm um resigned to it for life, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. you can always pivot and you can always exactly. and if things come up, you just work your way through them and figure it out. And things have a way of figuring themselves out and you have resources and yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, and listen,
1: I understand that I'm coming from a place of privilege. I am sure. unencumbered. I am not married, I don't have children, you know. So for me. I didn't have all of those other factors in place where I had to consider anybody else really. Yes. I have my family, my friends, and I adore them deeply, but they supported me in this decision, you know, and if mm-hmm. you want to make a huge decision like that, you know, if you do have children, if you do have a husband or a partner or a wife or whoever the fuck is in your life, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean you can't do it. doesn't mean you can't do it. You can still do it. You know, it just means that you have to do a little bit more planning. You have yeah. to, you know, have a little bit more resources, have a little bit more support. And it's, it's always possible. Everything is always possible.
0: And again, I'm like you, like same situation. And I, you know, I come from privilege too. Like I don't have like a spouse and I don't have kids. I have a lot more quote unquote freedom in that way. But also, so this is, I mean, I want to lead with that, but also it could also be more of a reason to do that. Make those decisions too. If you have the kids and you have the spouse or whatever, especially like the kids, if you're trying to model the way that you think life should be lived or a lifestyle or actually like having the guts to do something.
1: Yeah. And especially right now with the way the world is set up, how so many people are working from home. We're on our computers where, you know, kids are online school. Like why not show them that life can be expansive, even in time of, of disarray of times of chaos. Yes. We could still find joy. We could still appreciate what the beauty of this world has to offer, even in times of chaos and, you know, disruption.
0: Totally. And even those, that disruption and chaos are beneficial too, because it upends you and kind of like Mm -hmm. rattles you. So then it's a good thing because it kind of like shakes you out of your complacency or kind of disrupts the status quo and makes you look at things in a new way. And that's a great Prompt or trigger for you to do what you really want to be doing and think of things like think of different options yeah so have you always been like of this mind and this vibe and what's your journey like how have you yeah just tell me about Rachel
1: I I always kind of have been but it's been a more of like an internal fantasy to do things like that. Like I've always dreamed of being this person. Yeah. And you know, I I have a corporate America background. I was an insurance broker for 15 years. Wow. And then uh, you know, there was a lot of things that happened in my life. There some traumatic events that led me to really dissect my life. And I'm like, is this the life that I want to be living? Does this life bring you know, I'm going to Marie Kondo my life? Does this yeah. bring me joy? Yeah. You know, and I. Again, I followed my intuition and I quit my corporate job. Um, I had always been a bartender, you know. I'd always bartended, um, so I quit my corporate job. I went into bartending full time. I started to pick up on my coaching, um, and I've just been kind of riding that wave ever since. And you know, the deeper I get to know myself, and the deeper I, you know, come into my own, my own truth, um, the easier it is for me to hear the wisdom of you know, my highest self, my, my spirit guides, my angels, they, you know, so that's something that I've been really following these past couple of years.
0: That's fantastic. So was it hard for you to quit your corporate job?
1: It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I had a very easy job. I I had a great career I, you know, I was good at my job. I let, I had benefits and, uh, you know, all the things, the two weeks vacation, you know, a weeks vacation and sick yeah. days and, but none of that really mattered to me. I just felt like I, my soul was like being drained from my body on yeah. a daily basis, sitting <laughs> yeah. you know, spilling, spilling in Excel spreadsheets and, yes. you know, for yeah. most of the time that I was in this, in this career, I always felt, you know, I always found things out. Side of it to keep me happy. I um, was very, for a very long time, I was deeply into fitness. I did personal training. I, you know, did group instruction. I was a bodybuilder for a long time. So wow. I found other outlets, you know, to bring, to keep my passion alive, to keep my fire burning. And then um, in 2017, my boyfriend was killed in a car accident.
0: Oh my God.
1: And that sent my world spiraling.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, so that was really the catalyst for me to really dissect my entire life and be like, you know what? Like people say all the time, life is short, do what you want. But, but I was living that it, like it, I didn't get that until it it was embodied in me. And I was like, wow, like I only have X amount of time on this planet to really be happy, to really find joy and ecstasy and passion. And it's not sitting in this chair filling in Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. So the so the decision was easy at that point. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Wow, you have had a journey. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: it's been a journey. Okay, a so many questions. Now I always have a lot of questions for people, but for you, I'm like, okay, so do you have five hours blocked out? Let's go. Yeah, sure. Let's, I got the whole day. I'm sitting next to my, my phone is plugged in. We good. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for doing this. And we just went right into it. Usually, like, we'll do a preface and a lead up, and we yeah. just jumped right fucking. I'm also
1: a, I'm a Scorpio, so I don't
0: really want to do talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just dive right into
1: the Exactly.
0: Dance exactly. I'm so with you 100%. <laughs> 1000%. Okay. So, you kind of already hit my first couple of questions. Yeah. I mean, you just seem like the kind of person that I love to follow. Anyways, but that's Thanks. especially, yeah, no. And thank you for all the value that you put out there. But also this is a point that I've really wanted to focus on for a while now. And I've even had like a few requests for it and you seem like a perfect source for it too. Cause this is part of what you embody and what, yeah, yeah. So the role of self-pleasure, and I feel like Mm. there Mm. has kind of been an awakening with that slowly gaining momentum, slowly, 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 and I am here for it. I am so psyched for it because, damn it, it is about time. Like, it is way overdue, and I'm just so excited to get into this. And so I want to talk to you deep and dirty about all of this. (laughs) I love my choices. I just want to go wide deep with this and talk about the role that it plays in our lives why it's important why it's a taboo topic so coming from where I come from I come from a very conservative community right. and a very religious community mm-hmm. and this stuff was never talked about and if no. it was it was down, no. down. Yes, it was stigmatized. It still is. I shouldn't use the past tense. It still is very strongly. It still is.
1: Oh, deeply. I mean, especially is. what's going on with going on right now with Instagram.
0: Like oh man. That's a whole other topic. But anyway. that's a whole other topic. Yeah. You could do an entire podcast no, on that. For sure. For sure. And censorship and just I could go off on that too. Hey, girl. <laughs> it just baffles me how what is deemed acceptable in society and what isn't. And it's just they're all human constructs and Yes. Male versus female acceptability standards and all of that. Yes, that's a different topic. But let's get back into (laughs)
1: like fired up about that very kidding. No kidding.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I want you to talk about the shame and stigma surrounding self-pleasure, your thoughts on it, your guidance on that, your insight on that, like all of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, most people, you know, like you said yourself, you come from a conservative background, a religious background, where this isn't talked about. No, you know, when you know, when we're kids, you know, we're running around, we're touching ourselves, we're just, we're doing what feels good to us. And you know, how many times do you see parents? No, don't do that. Don't touch yourself. You know, yeah. like that's bad. That's dirty. We don't do that. You know, that's and that dirty. Gets, yep. Yep. You know, and that gets ingrained in you, and then you know. You, you watch porn and you grow up and you, and it's hidden, you know, you hide it from your mom, you hide it from your dad. And, you know, you're watching these scenes and that's what you think sex is. And you're just doing it mindlessly, you know, both men and women, Yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, even, the, you know, more women i think today are talking about the fact that they masturbate even though some of them don't whatever but yeah. you know it's not something that we do as a as a sacred practice it's not something that we're doing to connect to god to connect to our body because a lot of people feel like no god is shaming me you know this isn't yes. you know it's this is a shameful practice and you know when we feel shame about something and we you know create a story around that we And it gets buried in the dark, and we feel like I'm bad. You know, when we feel shame, we feel that I am bad.
0: Yes, for these natural desires. And I love that point that you just made. That it's a sacred practice. It is sacred. Ironically, it is sacred. And that's connecting us to the divine. And it's connecting us to our bodies. And it's connecting us to our intuition and Mm -hmm. universe. Like, that's the the ironic thing. It's the absolute opposite of what we have been taught. This is good. This should be cultivated and embraced, nurtured. Yes. You know,
1: and I, you know, I wrote a post about this today, actually, that I posted about, um, you know, I spend my entire life escaping the sensation of what it was. To be in my body. Yes. You know, I yes. I had sex to escape my body. I had I did drugs to escape my body. I was a bodybuilder to ironically escape my body. Yes. You know, I can tried to control everything. And I never I lived from the neck up always. Yes. You know, and the more that I started to incorporate pleasure into my life, the more that I started to get more grounded into my body. And when I talk about pleasure, I don't just mean sexual pleasure, you know, obviously pleasure and sexual, you know, and sex go together, sure. but pleasure is so big and so broad. Yes. You know, yes. pleasure is, is touching your own body. Pleasure is sitting on the floor and feeling the carpet on your feet. You know, it's listening to a song that makes you just feel things. It's the wind hitting your, it's everything that you feel with your senses in your body.
0: Yes. And it's grounding you in the present. And that is such a beautiful and key, crucial Mm -hmm. practice. You know, and
1: the more I started to invite pleasure into my life, the more I realized how sacred it is and what a ritual it can be. And I started to, you know, I started to play with jade eggs and, and instead of using vibrators, I moved, I don't even really use vibrators anymore. I am either using my hands or crystal wands because I feel like they connect me not only to the earth, to myself, you know, but to, you know, to the entire universe. And the more embodied in my pleasure, you know, the more orgasmic I am in my body, the more orgasmic my life is, the more magical my life is. You know, the more yes. connected I am to my feminine, to my body, to my intuition—you know—all of these things
0: just heightens your senses and enriches your experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, more connected. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about barriers, and we've kind of touched on on them already. So the barriers mm-hmm. that we experience um, when we're seeking pleasure, and as you said, pleasure is broad. It's not just sexual pleasure. It's pleasure, just bodily pleasure, sensual pleasure, your senses. Mm-hmm. And so, I I mean, there's the shame and the stigma. Sure. You know, life
1: isn't inherently sensual. You know, we are here to experience pleasure. We are here to experience ecstasy. And I think one of the large barriers to that is worthiness. Yes. Yes. You know, we yes. live in a patriarchal hustle culture where it's, if we don't have success, if we don't have monetary things and external things, then we are not worthy of pleasure. Yes. You know, you can't play until you've done this, you know? Yes. you know, if there's no play without hard work. And I think that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, I that the more, you know, I, because all of, you know, Creative energy is the same thing as sexual energy, and when your creativity is—if you live in—you know, when your creativity is blocked, I'll ask you to look at where you're blocked in your sexuality, also. Oh yeah, you know, because um, yeah. it's all—it's all the same, you know. Sure. I find a lot of you know women, especially who have issues with food, I invite them to add, you know to also look at their sexuality and where they're blocked there. Because when you can invite food into your life as a source of pleasure, and you no longer have those stigmas around it, and you're no longer using it as control, your sexuality opens up as well.
0: Wow, that is powerful. And so tied into your post today, which I read and loved and it resonated 100%. Yeah, Yeah, I can see how that is all connected. That sense of control that's preventing you from tapping into your body. Mm -hmm. And also, yes, all of that. Wow. Yeah, you know, so there's
1: the worthiness issue. And there's yes. also a feeling of, of safety. You know, we yeah. aren't encouraged to, you know, drop into our bodies. We aren't, you know, we're not taught how to deal with our emotions. And so a lot for a lot of people being in their body and their pleasure isn't, isn't a safe feeling. Not at all. You know, and there's a lot of, um, you know, people who've experienced sexual trauma and abuse throughout their lives, you know, so being in their body isn't safe. So true.
0: So many different kinds of trauma psychological, physical, all of that, that contribute to not feeling safe in your body and feeling blocked. Yes, definitely. So, And also another barrier I want to point out is just uncertainty of where to start, feeling a little daunted, feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, Let's say that you get to a point where you're embracing it and you're like, yes, this is something I want to pursue and incorporate Mm -hmm. into my life and tap into, but people just are unsure of where to even start because- Again, they're coming from certain societal conditioning, religious conditioning, or whatever. And they're just like, this is so foreign to me. Mm -hmm. I'm at a loss of even where to start. So what would you advise people? I would advise people to just get really curious. Ooh, yes.
1: you know, explore your body. You don't even have to go straight. Don't, you don't have to go straight to your genitals, explore your body, you know, especially if you are lacking that feeling of safety in your body to go directly to, you know, penetration or masturbation or whatever it is can feel very um, traumatic, you know? So you want to start slow. You want to get curious with yourself. You know, I, I would for, you know, I, I mainly work with women. So I'm, I'm generally speaking to women, but um, you know, take yourself out on a date, you know, or in these times, set your house up the way you would for, a, if you had a lover coming over, yeah. you know, really, really um, pamper yourself and seduce yourself and feels, feel what it feels like to be in your body, to feel, you know, sensual and sexual, and just really start to, to get curious about your body, you know, break out the massage oil, give yourself a massage, turn yourself on. Yes. Pam- when I teach women, you know, how to incorporate self-pleasure into their lives, like I don't say, okay, you're going to go masturbate and you're going to do it 10 times, you know, five times a week. And it's going to be this time, you know, no, I, it's very slow. We're going to introduce things slowly to your
0: body. Yes. I, you know, yes, I love that because also
1: part of being embodied is understanding when there's a, when there's a yes and a no in inside your body, what feels like a fuck. Yes, let's do this. And what feels like an absolute fuck. No. Yeah. No, you know what? And um, I find a lot of trauma stems for women, especially of being involved in sexual activity when their body was really saying no, but they did it anyway. So they weren't necessarily raped or abused, but that's still traumatic when your body's screaming, no, you know, but you're going to do it anyway, because you don't have the voice or the, you know, the, whatever the power to say, no, I don't want to do this and you let it happen to you anyway. That's traumatic. And that lives in your body.
0: It lives in your body. It's energy stored in your body and it's yes. there and then once you unearth it through tapping mm-hmm. into it through exploration and curiosity yes. you will face it right yes. that will tap into that yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and it might feel a little gnarly and you might really feel uncomfortable like if you're mm-hmm. those repressed emotions but that's part of the healing journey absolutely that's so important and I want to read one of your Got a really beautiful post and you kind of had already referenced it um, in our earlier conversation, but I just want to read this. So yeah. titled it Self-Pleasure and it says, yeah. self-pleasure is a way to cultivate deeper intimacy with ourselves. It opens a portal to connect with our sacred sexuality. Self-pleasure is the pathway to honor and adore our bodies, become more aware of our own desires and eroticism. Through self-pleasure, we can begin the healing journey to fully loving ourselves exactly as we are or deepen our connection to our erotic energy. Cultivating Mm. our own sexual energy changes the way we show up in the world. Yes. It changes the relationship to our bodies. Yes. It helps us find pleasure in the small details of our day. What heightens our senses, right? Yeah. 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 What does your self pleasure practice look like? And then you pose these questions: Do you need help starting one? Would you like some tools to deepen or expand your practice? Um, And then that's where you offer your services because you can help guide people through that. Um, Mm -hmm. So people, she is a resource user, and we'll provide her contact information at the end. But yes, this Mm -hmm. is such an important practice, and it does truly transform the way that we relate to and connect to our bodies. And then so that's I, reflected in how we show up in the world and move through the world. And mm-hmm. it's so reflected.
1: You know, I had, I had seen a post that another um, sexuality coach host had po- posted and it said, uh, what did it say? It was like a well-fucked woman is a channel to the divine. Yeah. And <laughs> that just, that's it. Yes, and to be a well-fucked woman, you don't have to have a partner. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. You know, Excellent. when you, yeah, like when you embody your sexuality, your sensuality, you know, you stand with your shoulders back, you stand with your heart open, yes. you command presence and power, you know, you cultivate your own energy and nobody can fuck with that. So, you know, true. that is your power. It is you your know, power. Yeah. You know, and when you can harness that, you don't, you stop settling for things. You start to be able to use your voice and speak up for yourself. You know, you are embodied in your truth and that is a powerful woman. And people are afraid of powerful women.
0: Oh, terrified is society's shown (laughs) us in the world, right? (laughs) Wow. Thousands of years, year after year, keeps confirming that point for sure. And yeah. No, I shouldn't say the first, but one of the first steps is cultivating awareness of what you even like and don't like. And you yeah. had already said that, but really dialing down on what you like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I hear so many women saying, oh, my partner doesn't make me orgasm. And, you know, he doesn't, he does I'm like, well, do you even know what, how you orgasm? Right. You know, like you can't expect somebody to just show up and, you know, fuck you into the gods. Right. You know, <clears throat> you need to you know. You don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you can't just expect somebody to know your own body and you can't communicate what you like and where to touch you and how to touch you and with what kind of pressure to touch you with. If you
0: haven't explored that yourself. Exactly. Have you heard of the podcast, True Sex and Wild Love? Are you familiar oh, with that? Oh
1: yes. With Wednesday Martin. Yes.
0: I love, I love her. I love, love mm-hmm. her. And so that's a resource you guys to listen to that too. Cause they really dive deeply into all of this and familiarize yeah. yourself with your body and getting comfortable with yourself and your desires and owning it and they give you resource and guidance and god i just love them i love love them mm-hmm. and that's one of their biggest points too is getting to know yourself figure yeah. out what you want and it's astounding cuz they have all kinds of i mean Wednesdays a phd and they have all yeah. kinds of other experts on there too and like medical doctors that talk about how it's just astonishing how many women don't truly know their own bodies yeah. I mean, anatomically, by touch, they, they just don't even know their own bodies. And that is essential if you're going to know what's going to set you off.
1: You yeah, have- absolutely. I mean, one of the first practices that I give to my clients is pussy gazing. Oh, yeah. yeah because, yes, 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 you yes. Know, to sit with a hand mirror or sit exactly. in front of a mirror yeah, yeah. and really look at yourself. And I can't tell you how many women don't even know what they look like. Yeah. You know, I was watching this show on uh, Netflix a, w- a little while back, and uh, Selling Sunset, it's called, I think. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, some stupid reality show, but, like, these, you know, four or five women, they're all out to dinner, and they're all bullshitting, and, like, the one woman is talking about how she was looking at her pussy, and the other women were flabbergasted. Like, uh, what? You took out a mirror and you looked at it? What are you even doing? Why are you, like, they were, like, appalled. It never even occurred to them to examine their own pussy. Wow. See,
0: well, I and I'll even say, like, I was one of those, and then yep. I heard yeah, and then um heard about pussy gazing and listened to that podcast, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I should be doing. How yeah. after- well, you know, am I not done this before? And
1: it is, yeah, and like it doesn't even have to end in like a self-pleasure practice. No. It's just take 15, take takes five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And get a mirror and look at how beautiful. Yes. You're Yes. You know, and like, it's so empowering. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? And like, and I think that's, you know, that's where the, you know, the exploration could really start is to really look at yourself. And, you know, a lot of women feel so, many, so much shame around what their, you know, what their yoni, their pussy, whatever you want to call it, um, what they look like, because, you know, you watch porn, you see all this main, you know, this, these porn actresses with these tight, little, tiny, put together, shaved, bleached, asshole, you know, like, yeah. And, like, most women don't look like that. No. You know, they don't. You know, so there's, I know so many women who feel shame about my lips are too big, they're too long, I'm not all put together. Baby, you're fucking beautiful. Yes. You know, and, I incur, you know, like, and it's, it's, you know, women aren't really getting together and just showing each other their pussies because that's just not what people do. And I think that they should, but I was watching, um, Gwyneth Paltrow has, uh, the Goop lab and they did a series on Netflix and in one of the series, um, they had Betty Dodson on and she was talking about vaginas and they did this whole slideshow of all these different vaginas. And I was like, wow. I was just like, that's incredible. Like every woman needs to see this, that yes. you are normal, whatever it looks, whatever you look like, it's perfectly normal and beautiful. Yes. And I think getting past that is a huge barrier.
0: Oh, and that transcends just this topic too, but self-acceptance yeah. as a whole in general, accepting our bodies, ourselves, Mm -hmm. and dissolving that shame, yeah, that lingering shame that just stays with us because we're told that we need to look a certain way and feel a certain way. And yes, just expanding our perspective and accepting. I love that, like cultivating awareness, like see what's out there and see there's so many different kinds and then just accepting what kind you came with and what kind you have and accepting that. And like, that's the door. Acceptance is
1: the door to everything. Oh my gosh. Yes. Once you can finally accept what you look like, what your body looks like, who you are, there are so many doors open. And, you know, that was huge for me in healing my own body image issues. You know, um, you know, I spent so many years in the fitness world. And being in this very masculine energy of, you know, control and structure and, you know, and bodybuilding was, I was so outwardly focused, you know, even though it was about my body, I didn't know what was going on in my body. I had no fucking idea. (sighs) You know, I just, I knew what it looked like the end. You know, I ate specific things. I trained in a specific way. I did cardio for, you know, and it was such a masculine way of being. Yeah. And once I stopped competing, you know, when I realized it just wasn't my, my journey anymore, I was so disconnected from my body and my hormones were out of control and I started gaining weight. And all of a sudden, I no longer looked like the shredded, lean bodybuilder that I had spent so many years being. I was so lost in my identity, you know, and now yeah. my body doesn't even look like it, it did. And I had, and that was part of my journey in accepting my body was to really bring pleasure into my life and to accept what my body looked like in this moment and that I was still worthy and capable of experiencing huge amounts of pleasure you know yes. that it didn't matter that I wasn't you know what I thought I needed to look like to be worthy to experience pleasure I could experience it right now in this moment exactly how I look exactly how I am
0: yes it's not conditional you don't no. need to earn it yeah you're entitled to it just by being human. Yeah. Yes. Oh my you gosh. Know, I love it. You know, thank you. Yeah. For
1: sharing all of that. Yeah. Like you don't need to wait until you're a certain weight or a certain size or look a certain way. Embrace who you are and what you look like right now. You know, the healing journey never ends. Never. The you know, the journey of getting to know your body never ends. You know, so start now. Start where you are. Start in this moment with exactly where you're at.
0: Yes. Snaps for all of that. And Yeah. And I relate to that a lot too, the trying to control your body and um, subjecting it to structure and all of that, all trying to control and keeping yourself distanced from your body so far removed. And then when you drop into it, yeah, you're just like, what? What is even happening here?
1: (laughs) There are so many sensations.
0: Yes. Oh, it's so <laughs> rattling yeah, but so powerful too once you do it and you write it through and then you connect to it. And like you said it's still a journey and still constantly learning to love yourself and know yeah. yourself and explore yourself and that's the beauty of it too. Part of the beauty of it too is I mean it's just a never-ending journey to yeah, yourself and, and experience more pleasure.
1: Yeah, and like that's the thing. It's a, and it's a practice and it is a journey. And for somebody who has been you know, disconnected from their bodies their entire life and they make the decision that they want to invite more pleasure into their lives. You don't just go from zero to, you know, wildly sensational full body orgasms. You know, there's Uh. a lot that happens in between there, you know, so a lot of, you know, women get frustrated and they don't understand and they feel numb and, you know, just even acknowledging that you feel numb, is acceptance and numb yeah. is a sensation.
0: Acceptance, you know? so, yeah. Accepting yeah. that you feel yeah. numb instead of resisting exactly. it and shaming yourself for that. Cause that'll just exactly. fuel it. Yeah. Exactly. Coming back to the acceptance. Exactly. So do you have any guidance for partners um, of people who feel blocked? Anything that they can do to support, to help through, to contribute? Um, you know, I would really encourage Encourage, you know, exploration, ask questions, start a
1: dialogue with your partner. You know, people have, you know, they have sex a certain way for a long time and it just becomes very routine, you know, but start to, you know, ask questions, experiment with new positions, different kinds of oils, different kinds of lubricants, new places, you know, figure out what maybe what your kinks are, you know, like yeah. there's, you know, there really needs to be an open and honest dialogue between partners. You know, I hear a lot of times You know, women come to me and they say, oh, my partner doesn't do this. And I like it this way. And I'm like, okay, but have you told him that? You know, have you told her that? They're like, well, no, I don't want to hurt her feelings, and it's like, well, listen, like you'll never get what you want in any aspect of your life if you don't communicate it. Yes, you know, and you communicate in in a kind way, in an empowering way, and you don't just, you know, lay it out there and be like, you know what, you fucking suck. Like (laughs) I haven't come in so long. Like get on your game. Like you don't say it like that. You know, no, you, you know, yeah, like you come from a place of love, and you, you know, hey, I was thinking maybe we could try this, or I like it when you do this, or. That feels good when you touch me there, you know, give direction, you know, men like direction.
0: Yes. Yeah. You, know, yes. you know,
1: they, they like that. And women want to feel seen and held and appreciated and to be made love to, and to go slow. And, you know, we see porn of all this hammering and banging and sure yes. there's a time and place for that, sure. you know, but. To really connect to your body, to use your breath, you know, in your sex, you know, not only with, you know, your partner, but in yourself, you know, that's how you cultivate more sexual energy. That's how you bring more sensation
0: is through your breath. Yes. And you still have power. Let's say that you have a resistant partner too. You still have power in how you can pleasure yourself. And that will hopefully open up channels and transfer over into other parts of your life, other, um, like your yeah. intimacy with your partner. So let's say that you're trying to communicate, you feel some resistance, some blockness, and then you can just take care of business on your own. And then hopefully like, you know, that the energy will be reflected in your intimacy and open some yeah, doors I mean, and you transform. Even,
1: you can even invite your partner to watch you masturbate. Oh yeah. 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 You know, it's wildly sexy and they, yeah. they can learn to see how you like it. Yeah you know, there's just, there's a lot oh, of different, totally different toys, you know, like there's so many things that you could do to spice up your sex life, to spice up your masturbation practice. Um, you know, yeah, coconut, oil, coconut oil, coconut oil, <laughs> coconut
0: oil <laughs> for the people in the back. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a delicious, all natural lube, Like, don't be afraid to use lube. You know, so many people think that they, you know, listen, just because you're not dripping wet doesn't mean you're, you know, turned, not turned on. Yeah. Some women don't get soaking wet and that's okay. You know? And I just also want to remind all women, there is nothing wrong with you. Yes. (laughs) You know? So many women encounter sexual issues and they think it's because there's something wrong with them. And that is not the case. You know, if you are not as wet as the girl in the porn, it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It means your body is different. You know, if, you know, a lot of women have a hard time having sex through penetration, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Most women can't, you know. There are many who can, but a lot of women cannot, and there's nothing wrong with you. You know, nothing there's, wrong. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that people feel shame around. There's something wrong with me. I'm not coming the way I want to. I'm not having mind blowing orgasms. There's something wrong with me. Shame cycle. You know. Yeah. So I want to just spread that message of there's nothing wrong with you. Oh You're my just gosh. Most- It may have to have a different, you know, like maybe you need to explore different positions. Maybe they're a a position that's better for your body because everyone's, you know, vaginal canals are different. Everyone's body is different. You know, the location of your clitoris to your vaginal opening is different for every body. Yeah. You know, so the variety. Yeah. Yeah. So again, curiosity, exploration, wonder, you know, there's so much.
0: Yes. And not buying into the dead ends and exploring past it and figuring out what works for you. Yeah, yeah. So, what is the value of like solidarity and sisterhood and all of this too in the journey?
1: Oh, sisterhood—that was one of my huge, huge triggers, wounds. I had a very, very deep mother-sister wound. Um, I, I still do. It's still something that I'm working through. But um, women thrive in community. Yeah. Um, I never I've always been of the mindset you know as a younger person that you know that lone wolf I could do everything on my own I don't need anybody that's all bullshit you know we need each other as sisters as women as support you know and that's how we also alleviate a lot of our shame stories is by reaching out to other women and being like hey I'm going through this I'm feeling this and to be seen in that and you know to have a response back you know what me too you know, and that's how we create connection and that's how we get rid of shame is through connection and through love and through sisterhood. And I have done so much deep healing by connecting with other women and allowing myself to be seen in my wounding and in my pain. And it's deeply transform
0: transformational. For sure. And back in the day, I mean, even now, still you align, your cycles align with the people, the women that you're closest to and that you spend the most time with. And there's such power in that and like pre-patriarchy and back in the communities and the paganism days and all of that um, were witches and all of, I mean, God, you can go really deep, deep into history. And it's Mm -hmm. just fascinating and powerful. um, The sisterhood and the solidarity that comes with connecting with other women and being there for each other, and draw, oh, absolutely. Like, I mean wisdom from each other, yeah,
1: you know, b- back in the days when, you know, the goddess was worshiped, women got together and they went into the red tent when they were all bleeding yes. and they and and people came to them for wisdom <laughs> yeah, you know, like and it's just it blows my mind, you know, because it started as you know this patriarchy, the the worshiping of a god of a, of a you know, a masculine entity, wasn't always the case. no, it
0: was not. You know, no. The was goddess
1: not. was worshiped. The goddess was the all-powerful. You know, men yes. came to see goddess for healing after war. You know, this, you know, women were revered as incredibly powerful, you know, wise mystics and healers. And then, you know, we got burned at the stake just for being who we are, just for being yeah. in our original essence, in our in our powerful selves.
0: Yes. and I mean, you can dive into the historical and political reasons for that, but it's eye-opening. If you trace it back through the years, it it really is. And it's so, like you said, transformational to come back to that and that Mm -hmm. empowerment and tapping into your power and your wisdom and accepting yourself. And that's how you get to that point. Yep you know, my
1: whole life, I like, I dreamed of having girlfriends. I never had girlfriends. I was a tomboy. You know, I played sports. I just, I didn't really relate to other women. And that's because, you know, of my own issues, you know, that stems from my mother and my childhood. So, you know, healing that and being able to come together with women in in groups and community and the power that, you know, is there. and to dance with women and you know it's just it's so huge and powerful and just the energy that women can create together is just it's mind-blowing
0: it really is and we're I mean a lot of ways pitted against each other and this this um, competition is cultivated you know in society Mm -hmm. and it's becoming aware of that and transcending that. And I mean, there are multiple contributing factors, like you said, like your own and different factors contributing to um, not feeling that sisterhood in your life, but just embracing that and connecting with other like-minded women and letting down the guard and the barriers, which I know can be easier said than done, but just Mm -hmm. there's such love and power in that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like so many women you know that we we judge each other and we compare ourselves oh, to each other, yeah. and you know underneath that all is just a real feeling of um not belonging. Yes, and, you know our sense yes. of self worth yes. and you know being able to cultivate a sense of belonging in a group of women is something that I think we all need to you know all women need
0: to experience. Absolutely, and that starts with um, like we had talked about earlier and this whole time is starting within and taking that first step at dissolving your own shame and addressing Mm -hmm. that because you start with yourself and ripple effects change the world. And that's how you start to open up yeah and you know it
1: kind of like circles back to self-pleasure because when you are when you are embodied in your own pleasure and your own erotic energy you know your beauty doesn't take away from anybody else's beauty yes, so yes. another woman's beauty isn't going to take away from yours because you are so rooted in your own Yeah. you know that you see another so woman secure. and you're like yes bitch yes, yes. you know like yes. be your fucking best goddess life you know like yes I mean, you know, like I used to look at other women, especially like as a competitor in the bodybuilding world, like oh, that bitch, you know, like, sure. you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I can't believe she's wearing that. Like, what is she wearing <laughs> for the gym? You know, but like that came there back to my own insecurities oh, and yeah. my own feelings of, you know, my self worth. And, you know, I just judged her because I wasn't willing to put myself out there like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And going back to acceptance, and um, so if you do have those thoughts too, don't ride yourself for them don't beat yourself up about them like accept them acknowledge them and then work on dissolving them and work on right. connecting to yourself yeah mm-hmm. because a lot of it is inevitable you know what we deal with and see out in the world and so just once you become secure with yourself you have that abundance mindset I mean beauty yeah. a pie it's not like yeah. it's finite and only a certain number of people can be beautiful and exactly. yep <laughs> one beautiful person in the world like we can all be beautiful and celebrate each other and celebrate our differences and we're all beautiful in our own ways and it's I mean it's the truth we just are yeah and that's like my favorite thing ever is I love celebrating
1: other women I love signing for other women and celebrating in them and their endeavors and their
0: sexuality and whatever it is they want to do and I think it's incredible so speaking of that because you really do um don't you have a Facebook, do you still have a Facebook group, the sacred sisterhood? It's actually not
1: active right now. Okay. Um, but I am in the process of putting together a course. Ooh. Yeah. Where I kind of go into all of these different things, this from, you know, from the self self self-love body acceptance, judgment, embodiment, all the way to, you know, pleasure practices. And there's a lot of things that I, I talk about and teach um, cervical armoring pussy gazing, yoni eggs, breast massage, you know, and I take you from getting to know yourselves, releasing your shame and judgments all the way to sex magic and full body orgasms. So I'm working wow. on that right now. Um, I should be opening the doors to that in February. And then I will also Reopen the Facebook group for that for that course. Um, so there will be a community of women that you can come and ex- you know explore with each other. You know I'll do lives in there. Um, yes. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. I'm working yes. really hard on it, and I. Can't wait to share it with the world.
0: That is fantastic. I was just going to say <laughs> the world needs that. Bring it on. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, excited about it. You know, I'm so pretty
1: much like going to go through my whole journey and share how I went from being, you know, living in my head to being wildly embodied, fully orgasmic, and just living a magical, sensual, orgasmic life.
0: Wow. I bow down to you. Does. <laughs> Awesome.
1: That's
0: awesome. Okay, thank you, sister. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, couple more questions. So, what is your message for the world? If you had parting words, what is your message that you wish everybody knew? Um, that your body is your friend, Ooh. your
1: body is your home, and you. I think I feel like we as human beings have an obligation to treat our vessels as such. You know, to yeah. care for ourselves, to nurture ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. It is a miraculous thing to be a human incarnated in this body, on this planet, at this point in time. And to really just take care of yourself. And if, if there's anything that we've learned with this, what's going on with this pandemic, health is of utmost importance. It really of, is. You know, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, sexual health. It is all so important. So what I... Want everyone to take care of their bodies. Oh, powerful. Take care of your house.
0: Take care of your house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so powerful. Okay. So, where can people find you on Instagram?
1: So, I, my Instagram handle is at Ms. pea That's Ms. because I am the sweetest of peas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It's actually like a, a na- nickname that I got when I was bartending like 15 years ago that just kind of stuck and I've been oh. creepy forever. So that's, that's just awesome. my handle. Awesome. So yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, that's where I really um, do most of my social media. I'm not super active on Facebook. Um, it's like political war zone over there. So I try to stay <laughs> yes. out of
0: there.
1: Yeah, so I'm in the I'm in process of building my website, but for right now, you can reach me on Instagram.
0: And then that's where you'll find you release any updates on your new course, right? Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. I cannot thank you enough. Just I could talk to you for hours and hours now. I know. (laughs) This has been an absolute, absolute
1: pleasure.
0: Thank you. I'm so, so happy to connect with you and to follow your journey and to gain wisdom. So thank you. And we'll stay connected. I'll be following you.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Rachel.